Here's the intro. <laughs> Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Biff, 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 all right. Welcome back to Biff Radio. It's your host, Biff, a.k.a. Ben, coming to you live from the Center Club Recording Studio and Gaming Hub, a.k.a. My Attic. Uh, we're going to get the plugs out of the way real quick. Um, I First, I want to say thank you to all the the, uh, the draft pad guys from last week. Super fun. It was a super fun week. Uh, so make sure you're following them. If you want to follow us on, on uh, social media, Biff Radio on Twitter, Biff Radio 1 on Instagram, Biff Radio on TikTok. If you want to follow me, Band Ben SC on Twitter, Center Club on uh, TikTok, and then please go to jabroniu.com. That's jabroniu.com. You can find out about um, my podcast, uh, the podcast of the gentleman who is uh, my guest today, Why Do We Ever Meet, The Draft Pod, Flow and Tell, New Jabroni Pro Wrestling, and Locals Barbershop. And you can go to our Threadless Shop and you can make sure you get those gifts in for the holiday because I believe that a uh, Anime pervert shirt is what the kids want. It's what people <laughs> want to have. So that's what you should have under your tree. Anime pervert. Uh, so today's episode is we're still talking about um, being thankful, but with a bit of a, not a twist, but a different tinge of a thing. So um, I want to put out to the beginning of this that there, you know, trigger warning is that we today's episode is going to be focused on mental health. And it's going to cover a lot of different topics around mental health. Um, and so, you know, please, if you're in a place where maybe some talks and very, maybe some very stark talk about mental health is not for you, I totally understand. We'll see you next week. Um, but I think it's an important one. So if you can um, and you, you know, are in a good place, I think this will be beneficial. So I want to uh, welcome my guest. Uh, he is one half of the hosting duo that uh, reigns in the chaos that is uh, Why Do We Ever Meet? Uh, he is the leader of Allen Club. He is my guest, West Allen. West, West Allen. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me on. Um, it's nice to be back here. I, I, uh, I hope that at the end of this, people find some hope and some levity and, and that, uh, you know, I'm not bringing a rain cloud <laughs> to the Biff radio audience. Uh, more than anything, I hope people leave this feeling, uh, either a inspired to reach out for help or B uh, feel hope and knowing like, Hey, we're, I'm not alone. There's other people struggling and, and we, we know that and we've got each other. Well, and, and I, I definitely agree. And I think also it's, one, we're, we're coming upon the holiday season, and it's just a, a fact that the holidays can bring on a lot of depression and a lot of uh, – it can be hard for people. Uh, yeah. It's hard for me, yeah. um, you know, not being able to talk to my dad. Um, I think it was hard for everyone of last year. We People really couldn't get together for the holidays. And so that's important. Yeah. But also I think it's important uh, when – one of the things that I, I think is amazing about uh, you and your family is that you are are very open about mental health issues. You have talked about mm. your your um, 
ongoing journey of mental health and mm-hmm. um, in, in a very recent episode. And I honestly, you know, I, I, I am blown away with the courage of someone so, so young. Um, you and, and your son Cash talk about his uh, struggles and it's a very, mm-hmm. to me, like, it, and it's a very positive in that you can tell that Cash, he is, he's very cognizant of what happened, but you can tell yeah. he's also, it's, it's hopeful. It's not a, like, it's, I, you can just listen to him and know that he has come off, come to the other side, not all the way there, mm. but he is definitely better than he, than he was. And it's, uh, Absolutely. It, that was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing to, to hear. And I guess like the biggest thing is people, obviously we always talk about, you know, suicide being a permanent solution. What we don't yeah. talk about a lot is the people that are left behind of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, down to be like the, the, like, I guess, what is that like to know that you could have <clears throat> not had him here? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, it, there are times where that's definitely like it, it's, and I don't want to deduce it down to being an intrusive thought, but I'm, you know, I'm still coming to grips with the fact that like I could have lost my son. And, um, had he not come to us and, you know, had the strength and the courage to say like, this isn't how I'm supposed to feel and I need to do something right now. Had he not said that, you know I mean? The situation could be much, much different. And, and it's something we don't take for granted. And it is also something that we do find hope in cash included. I mean, we called that episode life is dope because uh, that's, the discovery he's making is that life is dope. We, we, we don't always see it um, because of the fog that comes along with mental health issues, but um, we're meant to be here. We have a purpose. And, uh, and even through those dark, those dark discussions, be it suicidal, suicidal thoughts, attempts, ideation, um, uh, you know, just being in those lowest depths of depression, even with that being said, we, when we find light and we chase that light, there's, there's nothing better than seeing hope at the end of a tunnel. And I think that that's encouraging to know that that's what, that's what he's doing is he's chasing that light. Yeah. And it's, it's remarkable that someone so young, that he had the, and I honestly, sorry, stopping starting a lot of sentences there. I think the, you're good. I think it's important that he saw you, as open and honest with your mm. mental health struggles. Cause I think mm-hmm. when you have a, it's not a taboo thing. It's not a thing that's mystified or talked about in code. It's very honest and real. I'm sure he has heard very real things that, and you've gotten very real on your podcast and I'm sure even more so in, in your home. And mm. I mm-hmm. think that was probably the biggest thing is that he understood that, you know, where he's coming from. And it also he was comfortable talking about these real things because yeah. you and your family are like, you guys talk about everything. There are, yeah. I'm sure there are things that you don't talk about, but like if you listen to your podcast, like a lot of things they talked about that maybe in other families would be like, Oh, well, we should talk about that with the children in your shot. But like, yeah, that's absolutely. not who you and yeah. Ashley are. And that's not a bad no, thing. It works that way. I think, I think it's in this case, it's a very, very good thing. I agree. 
I agree. I think it, I think that is one thing that benefited us is, is, you know, when we were hearing these things and, you know, going through these, these assessments with these crisis counselors, like, is this stuff easy to hear? No, it, it tears your heart out as a parent. Uh, but knowing that he knew he could say that even with us sitting in the room and he knew like, no, they'll get it. They'll understand. And of course we did like that's And that's where our openness, it's not for everybody and our, you know, I mean, our, our approach to things, I'm not saying it's for every family. It never will be. Not everybody functions the way we do. And I'm not saying how we function is correct, but I do believe it, it made a massive impact on how that situation played out. And as a result, it's affected our family in, in an incredibly positive way. Yeah. And, and it's, I, you know, as someone who has attempted on a numerous occasions, not numerous, but enough then, um, yeah, I, I I try to think about what you know my parents would, would feel like, and it just I just I can't I can't fathom. I mean, I unfortunately I've lost friends, and I've lost family, but like to lose yeah. a, a child like that is immediately when you know you told me I was like that was the first thing that came to mind. It's like my God, like I can't like as a parent you just you you worry about I'm sure them you know coming back safe on a benign day on a random Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. But then to hear that, but so that must've been, that had to be like the biggest thing. And I'm sure like, and you've Mm. you've said on on your, the latest episode that, you know, cash is, is much better. Again, it's never, it's not a binary thing. It's not like he's great or he's bad. It's, it's, he's on his journey, but you also honest that you and Ashley are still in the midst of, wrestling with that because you had to put yourself to the side and be like, it's all about him. It's all about our son. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. had to kind of, I'm sure bottle things up and, or, you know, put them in the box. And now that you had to deal with the box, that's, you know, that can't be easy. No, it's, uh, uh, the, the, it's a trauma that I don't know that she and I will ever fully recover from. I think it's always going to be with us. Um, it's going to affect our decisions with him it's going to permanently affect communication with him to some degree um, because it's always there. And I, as, as like glib as that might sound, there is also something good in that because you never forget what that moment was. And it, this could be the difference between you uh extending a little bit of extra compassion to somebody or not, you know, like it could be that delineating factor, something that small of like when you wanted to lose your shit, you didn't. And why, why didn't you? Because there's a different kind of empathy in you that stems from this very traumatic moment. Um, But that empathy will serve you well uh, as, as long as you put it to work in that sort of positive manner. And and this is a, a feel free to answer, and if not, that's fine. Like, yeah. how, how has Roxy taken this? No, a, a lot of people have asked that. Um, it was like incredibly, incredibly mature for an eight-year-old girl. Um, she, you know, my mom and dad took her, and she stayed with them, and uh, she, you know, my mom, as best she could, explained to her that. Her brother wasn't well and he needed to go to this place to see some special doctors that would make sure that he can get better and get help so he doesn't feel this way anymore. 
And my mom said, she just said, that makes sense. I understand that. I, he, he's been sad. I understand. So even at eight years old, like kids, kids can tap into, to those emotions pretty easily. Yeah. And uh, they're much more perceptive than even anyone. Oh my God. They're far more perceptive than we are as adults. Um, that's, that's absolutely for certain. And she, uh, she knew she could sense she knew her brother wasn't himself and um she was she was ready for him to come home um there was uh when did she it was it was a few days in uh she i and i think what ended up happening was she heard ashley and i in the kitchen and it was good like it was the point where cash was doing pretty well you know like we we you know they were feeling good and she was in the living room and I think she heard a bit of our conversation and suicide was something that came up in the ideation. And I walked out there and she was, I could tell something was wrong. And I said, what's, what's wrong? And she said, I, I didn't know it was that big of a deal. And, uh, you know, started crying. So then, you know, Ashley and I are, are holding her and we're stopping and, and she just, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot to take on. And she, she did so, um, in a very mature way. And ever since has been, you know I mean? Just compassionate and loving and, and learning good shit out of this oh, for that sure. will, I mean, uh, yeah. will also serve her well. Well, and like the lessons that she's learning from her brother. And again, you know, she is going to encounter this and she's now seen, you know, her father, you know, handle it and handle it in a, a healthy way. Her brother, mm-hmm. you know, get to a, a healthy way. And so, and it's yeah. a, a, like, if anyone can be set up for success to deal with any kind of mental health issues, I think Roxy is, you know, I agree the, the best of yeah. us. So I, I yeah. and again, it, it comes down to, I, I, I can understand why some people, you know, I, I would say that maybe a, not as a parent, they, you know, the traditional sense of, of, of parenting, some people might think that you actually don't, don't do that, but, like mm-hmm. one, I think you guys are awesome parents, but also again, the, the, the openness has caused a, it's it just caused, you know, people to be still here and it, it's caught without that openness. Yeah. Cause I've come, come from family that like, we don't talk about it. Like it just, it's a sadness. We don't talk about yeah. things and <laughs> that did not work out well for a lot of people. Or, no, it never does. No, or you know, we're just gonna, you know, oh, don't deal with the pain, just drink or just do like all these different things. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, if the alternative is we're very open and honest about our feelings, as opposed to let's do a you know another fifth of wild turkey like my grandpa did. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so uh, that that's awesome, and I um it's just nice to, cause like I, like I, I, my interactions with cash are, you know, few and far between. Um, but like kind of, in, you know, seeing them as a young kid when I met him at the wrestling shows and just like, he was a kid. Like he was like, I want to go look at the cool yeah. toys. I want to watch the wrestling. It's cool. And then he's like, yeah, like you get, you know, become a teenager and teenagers mm. are sometimes less than fun. Um, yeah. But then yeah. I don't know, like, like to, to hear you say things like, you know, like when you guys were at um, All In, like I saw, my, mm-hmm. I saw my son, I saw Cash, I saw and like those slimmers, and like just like that conversation you and him had, like I, like you guys have done, and like another podcast before is just you two, 
And that's yeah. awesome. And that's something that I think is going to be very special for the two of you to have for years to uh, come. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of chronicle some journeys that we've been on. Yeah. And um, it's, and anybody that's listening, um, if you, if you want to know, go to the, why do we ever meet feed, listen to this episode, life is dope. Um, rather than hearing Ben and I talk about it, you can hear Cash tell his story, but uh, the, the positives here is, and I think that's, you know, that's why we're doing this, this particular batch of songs the way that we are, because uh, they, they are connected to these parts of our lives. They're connected to our mental health and our mental well-being, and they represent something through a story. And uh, each one of our stories is, is unique, but if we're open and honest about how our story played out, even in the ugly parts, um, our story can help somebody. Agreed. And, um, and so for us, we've chosen to be honest uh, and address it in a way where there's no fucking stigma. It's okay to not be okay. And yeah. know that if you're not okay, there are people there that can help you. And, I, and I would, it's, it's, yeah. that's where you lose the stigma is yeah. when you know you can say that, you acknowledge it, and then you know you can go do something about it. And I would say that if anyone of my listeners, if anyone has, you know, a, a child, like let them listen to that. Let them hear from, from cash from out of his own mouth, his experience, and then where he is now, because that's the, to me, like, that's where it is. That's is you can talk about it. We, you and I can talk about it, but like he lived it and he is, ah, I, I, that's just amazing. And, and I, I hope that, People, you know, kids his age can hear his story because mm-hmm. like there are, I'm sure, in his school alone, kids that are going through the same, if not worse, and probably Absolutely. worse. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So and so it's it is. I've said it on on the social media. I've said it in text. Like my one of my heroes in life is a 13 year old named Cash because <laughs> he lives life. And the way the way he wants to at, a, at an age where I still worry about are people looking at me like no one I'm 38 and he is able to have that openness to understand that like he needed help and yeah. if he's asking for help at this stage of his life then that is a good thing that's a very very good thing so agreed agreed yeah dude's gonna be 15 in a couple of weeks and has reached a level of emotional maturity that <laughs> I, you know, we all, well, I can't fathom having that at that age. No, so. there are, I mean, he has more emotional maturity than most of the people that run our government. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Correct. Um, so like, like, like Wes said, like this is going to be a, a, another playlist of songs that like we individually just, they, they help us through and they help us compartmentalize when it comes mm-hmm. to our mental health. So, um, yeah. So why don't you start, go ahead and start this off with your first song. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> this I chose this one first because it is the most important one in this list for me. Um, this band, Be Well, and in particular this album, The Weight and the Cost, has been. I, I literally, after therapy sessions, I listen to this album. Um, this this record represents so many things that I connect with in terms of mental health and depression and and that distance and that inability to love ourselves and and how that how that ends up ends up affecting our loved ones and um, this whole album just like I, I can't tell you I mean I I had Brian McTernan on the show and he knows I've you know I've shared with him on multiple occasions like man this fucking record means so much to me um, 
and in particular this song Strength for Breath where he is uh, basically like pointing out like I've been hiding this I'm not strong I'm beat up um, and I'm you know I, I see the distance between us and I know that I love you and know that if I can fix this if I can get better it's I'm, I'm doing it and uh, so yeah so the, my first one is Strength for Breath Okay, so that and that is I, I was not familiar with the band until they were on, and I mm-hmm. I've started listening to it. And a lot of the, I'll be honest, a lot of the bands that you've um, or the artists that you've interviewed. Which, folks, if you are not getting, if you're not listening to other podcasts on the network, I don't know what you're doing with your <laughs> life. But especially um, with why do we ever meet? Because you get that mix of the great, you know, family stuff with the, the Allen Club, but also over the this last year, you guys have embarked on these great interviews with people that are like, again, introducing me to musicians that I've, I, I'm not familiar with that are awesome. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a really cool journey. And Brian McKernan is somebody I, you know, who I've admired for literally since I was a teenager. Um, he's produced the, some of the most important albums in my life. And, uh, and I consider him a friend and uh, somebody who I, I really admire his honesty and his candor with his mental health. So highly recommend checking out that album, the weight and the cost by the band be well. Awesome. And that's, I will co-sign that because that's, it's fantastic. Um, my first song is, uh, this should not be a surprise to a ton of people that I would work this in, but I think it's pretty organic. Um, the album by, uh, we are the union, uh, ordinary life has been a, just, a life-changing album for me this year, which I would have never thought at this age that would happen or a ska band, but here we are. Uh, and the song broken brain, it, there are times when that's the, the most simple way to describe how I, how I feel is that I, my brain is just broken. There are things, there's something inside of it. I cannot fix and yes and no, but it's, the, the, just the, you know, the depression and anxiety, there are times when you just like, you know, that there's so many times when I know my anxiety or depression, I know that I should not be upset. I know I should not feel a certain way. And logically I completely understand that, but the difference between logic and how I actually feel the chasm makes the grand Canyon look like a crack. And there's those times when, like the littlest thing will get me upset. And I know like, this is dumb. Why am I upset? 
but yet mm-hmm. I, I, I spiral. And it's, it's something that I, you know, the lead singer, uh, read that she has been very open about. And the entire album is just such a raw look at her life and her transition and just everything about it. And this song to me just speaks to, yes, like there, you can feel like your, your brain is broken, but there's also, there's a way to look at it that your, your brain is you very unique to you and that you're, mm-hmm. you can take your life experiences and you can shape them in a way that you see the world differently than anyone else in the world. And it, it, it's comforting. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I am imagining that I think Spotify's uh, year end rap is coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure that album is just going to be on there in the top 10, <laughs> like with a little smattering of like Olivia Rodrigo, which is Spotify is going to be like, I, I've seen your stuff for the last couple of years. What the fuck? Like, did you turn into a girl? Did you turn into a, a, a teenage girl? Because you went from like the Averett brothers and like old crow medicine show to like super trendy stuff. I'm like, Hey man, Late and Olivia Rodrigo's record is really good. It's really good. Though. That Olivia Rodrigo, yeah, that Olivia Rodrigo record, I really like. Too. I, I think really it's really like good. Her. I think she's a really talented kid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so. She's a bright, bright feature. So here is, uh, once again, on this podcast, here is we are the union with broken. My broken brain If it's all the same to you Then I'll come unglued Motionless on the lawn Staring off into pale blue Racing thoughts in the photo booth Hey, yeah What do you want me to do? Hey, yeah When I'm lost in my thoughts again Lost in my thoughts again So yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, to me, I, that whole album, I've listened to it so many times front to back that yeah, yeah. it's so good. And I dig them. I think, and I, I dig what they stand for. I think, I think ska and punk and hardcore. I think I, I like watching these new kids come up, you know, bands like we're the union and then like, band like turnstile who are blowing up and and like changing the parameters of hardcore and and doing it in this cool inclusive unique way and it's fucking matter the music that my old ass came up through i'm glad to see that you know my kids generation they're in good hands i think this music's in good hands yeah oh i agree i totally agree yeah Uh, so what is your second song so my second pick is a band who I wish would have been around longer. Um, and I, 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 it's just funny because I, I heard them this, when these records first came out and then I shelled it for so long and I've come back around to this album and I just fucking like, I've been uh, it, obsessively listening to it, listening, listening to it. Uh, the band day trader. Um, and this song in particular fire breather is just like, in addition to like a beautiful vocal, um, the 
presentation of the story and the lyrics of, you know, it's, it's one breath at a time. It's one step at a time. There's a fog and there's a haze, you know, but it's one breath and one step at a time. The world doesn't get to, to put your spirit out. It doesn't get to burn your light out. You decide when your light goes out. And, um, that just fucking, just a, a beautiful song that like I can turn on and I can, it, I, I find hope and I, I feel uplifted in listening to it. songs that they really do speak to yeah this sucks right now but it's not mm. always going to and like the reality yeah. of it and like it's also like with that song it's not like it's saying like you know you're just gonna sing a happy tune and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be like yeah. disney and just use a spoonful of sugar and you're you're fixed and it's it's not that's not what life is but it's right through hard work and through like you know just believing even if you don't feel it you know, fake it till you make it. Right. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, by chorus, the thing, like, how can you see when there's nothing to see through? Like there's, <clears throat> or and the final line of the course is how do, how do you feel when your body's working against you? That, I mean, we are all going through that shit, man, <laughs> on a regular basis. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope people check out day trader. They were a great band and I wish they were still around. When I, when I saw that, I'm like, day trader, like, is this a financial band? Like, is this like, am I about to get some sock tips? Like, <laughs> sock tips through, through yeah. catchy melodies. I mean, like a punk metal or a punk band that gives out stock tips would be great. I think it would just be like, I'm more inclined to, to believe them. I think I should buy gold. Yeah, that's great. I mean, <laughs> the man with the Mohawk said so. Uh, so my next song is, uh, it's funny enough. One of the things when I uh, when I ended my my engagement to my my ex back in 2012 went through surprise surprise a lot of depression a lot of sadness. Um, who would have thunk that like ending a six year relationship that was gonna you know supposed to get married would make you sad? Um, but I was in a funk for a long time, and then I, I I got my job and I moved to Detroit. And one of the things that really pulled me out was they released best in the world CM Punk's like documentary from the WWE mm -hmm. and yeah. say what you will about them. And I will say many things about that dumpster fire of a company. They put together a hell of a documentary. Like they, they sure did. Yeah. It's, and it's so good. 
And I watched that thing so many times. Oh yeah. Little shitty man. Well, actually it was a nicer apartment, but I just had no furniture. I didn't have a couch. (laughs) I got a place in August. Didn't have a couch until January. Didn't have a bed for a month and a half. So I'm sleeping on the floor watching this thing on loop. And it's just like myself and CM Punk, uh, Chester Montgomery Punk, Cookie Monster Punk. We don't have a lot in common in life in our upbringing, but there's just something about him that is just, you know, that PMA attitude and that, like, yeah, he did not have a great um, upbringing, but he was able to overcome it. And, you know, he's the most athletic guy in the world. No, he's not, but he was able to become the best in the world. He's able to become someone who I absolutely loved. And the song that, that kicks off the entire documentary as he's running through the streets of Chicago uh, was uh, by by the Bouncing Souls, and it was mm. a, a new day. Yep. And to me, like yep. that song, I listen to that song a lot on Mondays. Yeah, I listen to that song like when I'm like kind of just struggling for the day. And there are so many days mm. I've gone to sleep, and I've thought about that. Like tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow is a, a new chance, and that song, it's just so much, it's defiance of like, yeah, tomorrow, you know, yesterday fucking sucked. The world can suck, but fuck it. Like, you know, I woke up this morning, battle one. I, yeah. Like that's the battle is if you woke up, great. You're already ahead. Now let's, let's fucking go. And yeah. also the, I just love the bouncing souls are just a great band. They're just, Oh fuck. Yeah, man. I love them. I love that band. And like this album is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it, Olay gets a lot of play, but this song is just will always have a place in my heart. It's one of those songs where there are a number of lyrics that could definitely find their way on my body at some point. Uh, So here is the Bouncing Souls. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Ah, we bring in another wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. It's the best. Um, I guess like it is a, a tiny, um, I guess aside. So did you guys watch uh, full yeah, gear as a fan? full gear? We did. Yeah. What'd, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, 
the greatest baby face story going right now, man. I mean, it, the, see, we all knew the hangman would win and everyone was still elated with joy seeing him win. I fucking, I loved it. I couldn't have been happier. I, what an awesome card. Um, Max and Darby was fucking stellar. God, that was a good wrestling match. Um, uh, Punk and Eddie, holy shit, man. And what they did with 11 minutes, oh my God. Oh my God, man. And uh, like, Brian, Brian Danielson, like if he, if he's not the best in the world right now, he's in the top three, like Jesus, man. And I just like every match was good, but like the three on three was good. And, uh, Hey, how you doing, sir? (laughs) He's good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? You got a cold. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to see you. Yeah. Oh, he he uh, he's gonna go watch Spider Man trailer. He just Ooh. wanted to wave. So I don't. Uh, yeah, him. yeah. I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. Like the second we end the call, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do too, man. I want to see it. Uh, but yeah, dude, I I loved the show. It was an awesome show, and I I with Ishii gonna be on Wednesday. We got to think the Rainmaker's right around the corner, baby. It, it, Give me the Rainmaker. Let me hear those coins hit the ground, baby. Well, and what I love about AEW is so you have someone like. You know, see him. Yeah, Phil went away for for seven years, and clearly yeah. when he left, like if you, I I was rewatching him in The Rock, and he just looked sick. He just looked oh, ill. Yeah. He looked terrible. Yeah. And this was at, yeah. at the end of a. I know it was at the end of a very long title reign, but he just looked like he was very very ill. And to now. Like yes, he's seven years older, but like you can just tell that 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 joy is back. Same thing with Brian. Like he's yeah. the thing is he's been on TV. Like I know he, he he was retired for a little while, but he's been on TV fairly regularly the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. I think just the little things of like he gets to do what he wants. He gets to be Brian Danielson. He, like he's the American Dragon again. He gets to have Absolutely. those little shades of assholery of like I've got till five, and it's just yeah. Like to me, that makes me happy. And then someone like Eddie, who put out a really, really good piece in the player. Oh Tribune. man, yeah. Oh my god, like that guy is talk about like just raw with your with everything. I want the world for him. I want the world for him. I yeah. mean, he's just he's the fucking best. I love Eddie. I will put in the show notes um, a couple of his promos. Because oh, it, it, yeah. these are promos from Chikara, which if you're not familiar with Ch- like Chikara was like a very cartoony, like Saturday morning cartoon version of wrestling. And then you had it also Eddie has Kingston. a huge influence on modern wrestling. Oh, like what's sure. going yeah. on right now is all directly correlated back to Chikara. Oh, and like Chikara was like ahead of its time for so many things. But like mm-hmm. people will think about, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, I, you know, the dragon. Like, like they had like who actually was also Eddie, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but like he would do these promos and like out, out of, you know, you would go from like these zany, like to the ice creams to Eddie. And he's talking about, you know, pro wrestling and you calling it. She, and like, she gave up on me. She hurt me. And just the way, like you believe everything in his eyes. Like you, yeah. it stops being a promo and it's, it's just like, that's not Eddie Kingston. That's Eddie Moore. That's Eddie Moore. Yeah. And yeah. he is it, it, like, and he's, he's always, he will always be my favorite promo of all time. Um, and absolutely. just yeah. like the one I'll put, like that I absolutely love is he was in a feud with Lindsay Dorado, who again, mm-hmm. I think was like 13 at the time. He's been around forever. Yeah. And Lindsay was hated by the, 
the people in Chikara hated him for some reason. I think kind of like, like they hated The Rock. And Eddie beat the fuck out of him. Just beat him to death. And yet he got cheered. And then, like, but he kicked out of his back fist. And, like, just, like, the utter manic of, like, you kicked out of the back fist. And they hate you. And he just, like, he was snapped at completely. And you just, like, did someone yell cut and he was just fine? I don't think so. Like, I'm sure he had to, like, go no. off and have a cigarette. Because, like, there's no yeah. way he just turned it off. Or he is the greatest actor of all time and just put him in oh. all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, I, I would go out. I would go on a limb and guess that that took a little bit to, to come down from. I would, I mean, even though I would love to see Eddie Kingston in a Scorsese movie. <sighs> like, Just kind of give him an idea of what you want him to say and let him go. Yeah. Like don't script. Them, oh, man. fuck. Never oh, script them, love man. it. Love it. Love so, it. So that's awesome. Well, that, that's great. And I know that like, it just, I, I was thinking about that. I was watching the, I was, you know, caught the end of the pay-per-view and then we went back and rewatched it. And I was like, I just kind of, I thought about you guys. Cause I just know how much you guys enjoyed all in. And I was like, Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're watching mm-hmm. it. And it was just like, yeah. It, oh yeah. It made me, yeah. it, it, AEW is making pro wrestling fun again. Absolutely. America pro wrestling is fun to watch right now. And it's because they're, it's being represented well on television the indies are thriving and it's all working hand in hand. When you've got GCW angles being carried out on, on national tel- like there's nothing more exciting to me, man. I, it's, it's such a fun time. It's very, it's very chaotic and, but also very like, it feels as much as they're owned by billionaires. It's still, there's some a DIY punk rock aesthetic to anybody can show up, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking exciting. I love it. So yes, yes. Uh, they, good things happen right now. Awesome. All right. So number, I think we're on track number three of our. Number three. Uh, one of my desert Island favorite bands ever, ever. And I mean, anybody listening to the show knows how much I love this band. Uh, this song, uh, the band lifetime. I'm actually wearing an old lifetime. Like I can one attest of the to it. It's true. Pieces. You can see it at Ben sees it on camera. Um, old, old, old school, uh, like mid, uh, mid, it's this really short run. They're a New Jersey hardcore band. Um, but Lifetime, the re- without Lifetime, you don't have Saves the Day, My Chemical Romance, Thursday, like that whole scene. They're the disciples of their New Jersey father, and that is Lifetime. And, you know, two, two of my favorite albums ever made, then they disappeared. They popped back up in 2007, released this album that is so fucking good. It's infuriating because somehow those two albums that are so fucking like so historic for modern hardcore and, and punk and emo fans. And then they just pop back up 10 years later and make the best record of their career. It's, it's an incredible album and it's a mature album. Uh, and uh, the lyrics, pertained to where they were at that point in their lives as fathers and, and in, do, in Dan's case, a doctor, like their real life was, had taken grip and <clears throat> still talk about loneliness and relationships and heartache uh, because it affects us in a different way as we get older. Let, you know, you're, having your heart broken at 15 is going to feel different when you're having your heart broken at 20, again, at 30, like in, whenever it just, it changes over time. And this song, just a quiet evening definitely like represents that. What's your brain's like, what that headspace is like of 
processing like I can't just I can't just have that conversation with you anymore. And yeah. Fucking lifetime, man. Jersey's best dancers. Lifetime forever. All right, here we go. I just it it it's amazing to me that that is such a long gap between songs and yet there are albums and that like I can't fathom that like taking that much time it, off it, and it it, it gets it's a trip, like, right yeah like, yeah it's, it's, it's not it's, fair it's, no I mean it's it's funny because that time off served them so well a lot of bands can't say that. And they came back to the fold with other bands that they'd put in time with that had matured their music and uh, and matured their songwriting. And, and they just were, you know, 10 years later, this well-oiled machine that made this absolutely fucking incredible album that I love so much. So, yeah, man, if you kids, have, if there's people that are younger than me, so if you're if you are less than your 40s. <laughs> Uh, and you got into emo and punk during the My Chemical Romance uh, Thursday era uh, from New Jersey, uh, make sure that you go back and check out, and save the day, I should say, too. Go back and check out Lifetime. L- listen, to their, uh, listen to their records. You will, you will be pleasantly surprised, and you also go, wait, the first Save the Day album sounds just like this. Yep. Yep. They were just all they were. They just ripped off Lifetime. Does a friend of the podcast, mutual friend, Sam Ash, know about Lifetime? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would assume so. I'll text her, but I'm sure she does. Yeah. Um. Um. She's uh. You know, she would be the generation after me. So, but she she knows her shit. So yeah, she knows my stuff. I one of the, my favorite things that's happened on social media, and I've never had the pleasure of meeting Sam, is that when she discovered the Sonder bombs. And like it was an angry post of like Wes, you like, like basically like, you held this from me, you bastard. And it's like, I don't think he was holding them from you, but I just love that reaction of like I'm mad that I did not know about them sooner, um, because I mean they've been talked about with reverence on this podcast for a reason, because they're in fairness, it's Roxy that's responsible for that. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. Yeah, she uh, she liked. She heard the song "Shitty Boyfriend" and fell in love, and and so that kind of you know drug us all into liking the Sonderbombs. They're the fucking best, man. I love them. They're awesome going band. to be a massive band, and oh, they're going to be fucking huge. Yeah, as they should be. Yeah, I'm telling you, this man, this wave of bands, the, the Turnstiles and the the uh, We Are the Unions and the the Sonderbombs of this like these bands are going to be big. 
there's big things happening right now. I think it's, I wonder if, if this is still the formula, but I think like listening to the Sonderbombs, like there are so many songs and a lot of times I think about this, I will hear a song and I will imagine either a scene from a movie I've seen or a story that I'm trying to write. And I'm just imagining that song against that. And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then someone's going to be like, Oh wow. I need, I like, I need to put this in everything. And I, I, I feel yep. like that, or they're just going to like, you know, blow up on TikTok or something. And it's just going to be amazing. And it'll be so, so amazing to be like, I remember when I remember. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. And then BJ and Harmony are like, they're the theme song for our podcast. We <laughs> win. We win the game. Um, so my uh, third song. So I have, uh, I definitely have abandonment issues stemming from my dad leaving. And so a lot of times I also have pretty big uh, imposter syndrome. Um, so mm. I, when it comes to relationships, both uh, romantically and botanically, a lot of times if I, I, I question, like, why is this happening? Well, this is too good. I'm one of those people, and I still fight it to this day, of, like, when things are going well, like, what's what what's the other shoe? What's going to happen to mess mm-hmm. this up? How am I going to yep. mess this up? And not trusting that, you know, good things can happen to me. And so um, when I, I went, met my now wife, I, there's so many, like, I met her, and no disrespect to the other women I, I have dated in my life, Um like she's out of my league. Um, she's, um, she's dramatically smarter than I am. And um, there's just so many things about her that like, I never thought I could get the interest of that person, let alone date that person, engage, married now live with and mm-hmm. own a home. Mm-hmm. And so also I get like, I, there are times when like those things, those anxieties will pop up and um I'm one of those people that like, I'd like to text people. And then if I don't hear from them in a certain amount of time, even though again, logical brain is like, she's busy. She's a fucking lawyer. She's got a job. I'm like, Oh, she doesn't text me in five minutes. She hates me. What have I done? Are you like the amount of times if I went through the text messages over the years of, are you mad? And she's like, no, why would I be mad? Would you like, like there's, I have no reason to be mad at you. What the fuck are you asking for? Like now I'm mad because you keep asking. Yeah. Like I've definitely done that. I've definitely done that. Are you okay? Okay. If you don't fucking stop you asking me, I'm okay. You into a shoot. Yeah. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. And so when I was like in high school, late high school, there was a, a band that like, I, w- I don't want to come a one hit wonder, but I have not heard any of the other songs. Um, maybe one, um, the, the band called blue October. Um, and the song is uh, uh, calling you. And the whole song is basically like, I call you a million times. And the refrain mm-hmm. is, I can't believe you picked me. And it's just this person, like, again, not trusting the fact of like, why me? Why did you pick me? And trying to rationalize the logical side and the extremely illogical side of their brain. And Ooh. I listened to the song again a couple of like months ago. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> and so I, I, I came oh. home and I played it for Margaret. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's you. Like, did you write the song? It's like, been no. me the whole time. <laughs> it's like, Oh God. Like, I've never felt so attacked on a Thursday, but there I was. Uh, so um, here is uh, calling you and uh, just uh, spare a, a thought from my poor wife who has to deal with this. Cause again, I know I do it, but I can't stop. Can't quite explain. I'm so in love with you. 
never take that away And if I said it a hundred times before Expect a thousand more You never take that away Well expect me to be calling you to see If you're okay when I'm not around Asking if you love me I love the way you make it sound Calling you to see Do I try too hard to make you smile To make us smile Well I So I I, I uh, listen to the whole song because again it's a beautiful song, but it's it's intense and it's like, oh, like yeah, what's that like? And I just I I like with those moments of clarity of like oh yeah that that can't be fun. I'm like yeah, but I'm still gonna do it. Like I'm still the yep. person like yeah. Yep. When you get to work, text me. You're okay. It's a five minute drive. I'm yeah. All the time, but text me. So <laughs> fun. It's a fun time here. <laughs> Having fun. Hey, man, we all got our thing, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your your thing is quickly devolving into into paranoia and sadness because they've exceeded five minutes. I get it. I get it. We've all got our yeah, yeah. I I uh, if I come home and things aren't put where I think they should be, I'm like, oh, the, the walls are closing in, and my house is going to crush me because there's papers on the table. You know, there's two fucking kids that just got home from school. There's going to be goddamn paper on the table. Yeah. Calm down, you fucking lunatic. I don't listen to that guy. <laughs> no, that, that guy, like, that guy is, no, I, we don't like rational. We like the, no. like, oh. No, we want this guy who's who's going like, no, 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 you should freak the fuck out right now. <laughs> See that chair? Break the fucking chair. Why would I do that? Don't fucking care. Just do it. Like, <laughs> Do that heavy fucking sigh and go, God damn it. You know, do 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 all the telltales. <laughs> yep. Oh, fun! It's just fun. <laughs> so, my fourth one. Uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite bands of all time. They come up on the show many times, and chances are, you've if you've ever looked at our Instagram, you've seen pictures of me with a, a, a Sam I Am hat on because I have it on all the time. Um, Sam I Am is uh is one of the goats. For me, uh, they are fucking awesome. They are from the same uh, Bay, Bay Area scene that gave the world Green Day and uh, and AFI and Operation Ivy and Rancid and all these fucking amazing bands. And um, Sam I Am is, has just been one of those bands I latched onto pretty early on into punk. Yeah, that was it was an early discovery for me, and. Uh, they've been with me ever since to the point where uh, in one in a band I was in, every record review referenced Sam I Am and saying, like, oh, the dude sounds like the singer for Sam I Am. The band reminds me a lot of Sam I Am. Yeah, that was a heavy influence on me, including how I sing. So huge for me. Um, I chose one of their later songs called Take Care. Um, and it is a song that kind of talks about awareness. 
And um, when I say awareness, I mean self-awareness um, of being able to go back, go back to somebody and be like, I, I can't believe I traded you that way. I didn't see what you were going through. I was blind to that. And I was, you know, looking at my fucked up stuff because you were screaming about the world, but you were the fucked up one. And, and I was being too selfish and, and, and was not being compassionate. Um, and that's something that we all struggle with. In, in addition to trying to manage our own shit, not being cognizant of somebody that like, you can see when someone's hurting because you're hurting and being cognizant of that and being able to be like, you know what? They need a break. They need, the last thing they need is to some, is for somebody to crawl up their fucking ass about some, something that's not important. And I think that's, that's going to be my last bit for the show that I want to leave on hope with is so much shit doesn't matter. Shit that doesn't affect that we can't change. We can have a stance politically and socially, and we should because there's a, a spot at the table for everyone unless you aren't for everyone, in which case, get the fuck out. And the things that we can't control, we can't let them consume us. We can't allow that to, to fuck up how we interact with people. And we have to, we have to start giving ourselves a break and giving the next person you talk to a break. Cause there's a lot of heavy shit in this world right now. And none of us know at all what that person is going through in that moment. And instead of, there was a guest on our show, Rob Pennington, and he's this incredible hardcore vocalist. And he's a, he works in child psychology. And he brought up something that, you know, when you see somebody, those, the, the, how divisive politics are, because look, I mean, Ben, you and I are both pretty vocally, staunchly anti-conservative. Um, but he brought up a way of thinking that I've tried to apply. And instead of going, fuck that guy, saying to yourself, that's so sad. I wonder what happened in that person's life that made them made, made them go down this road. Yeah. And that is a that is a way of establishing who you are and your ethics and your moral morals and your ethos, and still having the compassion to say, "Man, there must have been something very dark in their life that led them down such a strange path." So. That's the last bit I want to leave everybody with is if you are going to get anything from this conversation or, or listening to our show, um, it's that give yourself a break. Give yourself a fucking break, man. You're doing your best. This shit is hard. It's hard for all of us. Give yourself a moment to breathe. And, and, and if, if you do that, then someone else is going to do that. They're not going to be, you're not going to have to apologize and go, I'm sorry I treated you that way because we're starting to learn to give each other breaks. We're starting to be a little more compassionate with one another. So give yourself a break. You're doing okay. You're not alone. You will never be alone. You're, you're wanted, you're needed, and you belong. So take care of yourselves and then listen to Take Care by Stan Lane. There we go. Let's listen to that. Take a break while you're doing it.
like to do this with uh, the podcast, even though there's no earthly reason why I have to. Um, we're doing it differently this time because usually I play the song. We both listen to it. Um, the uh, the Center Club uh, Biff Radio computer is a massive piece of shit. And so we're not doing that. So like the songs you're listening to are drop-ins. Um, so we're just bobbing our head for like 10 seconds and then to give me a nice gap. So the uh, editing is a little bit easier. And uh, again, <laughs> no one needed to know that, but I like to tell people because why not? You guys get to know how the sausage was made. That is exactly <laughs> it. The making of documentaries can be fascinating. I've got, uh, I got Werner Herzog in it. He's great. Oh, <laughs> he's the best. I'm just making him do the lines from uh, the Mandalorian though. So I'm really, that's all he's doing. Talk like, about me to baby. Like, Oh God. And, and talk about his love of professional wrestling. That's exactly. He loves the WrestleManias. He does. That is, that is a joke that I, if you don't listen to Marty and Sarah, it's okay. You should. That's also an amazing podcast. And that's also yes. an amazing person. Like I found, uh, I found Marty DeRosa through, a couple things he did with, with, with Colt, but then found out he had a podcast and then wrestling with depression and big, big shout yep. out to wrestling with depression. Um, Marty DeRosa is one of the people that I credit with becoming more and more comfortable with talking about my depression and my mental illness because he yes. had a podcast about it. And every single guest he had on, they did the test of like, you know, how depressed are you? And mm-hmm. he made it less taboo. And he yeah. also has an amazing partner who, you know, he like be, being with someone who has mental mental health issues is challenging. I assume because I'm, I'm yeah. not the one who has to deal with, deal with me when I'm at my height. But you right. have these people that are like that's to me like I'm sure there are people that don't have mental health that are great relationships. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I think people that have one of the people that have mental health issues, like if they're still together, that is, that is love because there are times when I have not been pleasant to be around over dumb things, over small things, over turns, you know, mm-hmm. smallest turn of the dime. And, you know, not to generalize, I'm sure, you know, I, I would guess that maybe like you've been in the boat. I'm going to guess that maybe Marty and anyone who's like had that, but when you have partners that are like, okay, that's not, exactly the person who that's not exactly Ben, but is Ben with right. And understanding like, you know, the signs and like, yeah, like, is it fun? No, but like, it's, that's, that's what unconditional love is. It's like, I under, I understand that this is what, what, you know, is inside you that you're trying your best, but everyone stumbles and at your worst, I'm still with you. Yeah. And like, again, the the whole for better (laughs) or worse, like, yeah. Who's been some worse, but yet, you know, yep. Um, so like, and t- my last song is it's a, it's a newer song, but, and it's, I look at it as it's a, it's kind of a cliche filled song, but yet it still speaks to me. So, and again, it actually came to me through wrestling as a lot of things in my life have done. Um, the band is the struts and the song is could have been me. And it was actually, um, they used it for the NXT that was in London. Um, that's how I was introduced to it. And the song is just, I know, that's why I know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Believe me. Like, I don't think anyone, like, I like, I don't think they had really, no. big, but like, no, the whole, the whole song is just about like, it don't, you know, 
you could have had all these things. You, you know, you don't wait. Like, and the, the line that really got to me because, um, as people know on the podcast, as I mentioned it, um, you know, I've been in the insurance game for a year and a half. Um, that has changed. I have, I've gone back to my roots of nonprofit work and education work. And the line that stuck with me when I was finally making that decision is I don't want to wake up on a Monday morning. The thought of works got my skin crawling. And I think is I did not hate my last job. I, I liked my boss, but I look at, I looked at it and like, am I happy? Is this right. bringing me joy? And like, and like I've gotten to a point now where like, I don't have a dream job in that. Like my dream is not work. My dream is being with my family, but yeah. And end of the day, like I have you, you know, we live in a capitalist pig society, so I'm going to have to make money somehow. Am I going to do it hating my life for eight hours a day? Or am I going to do it with something that I, I put out a tweet today and I truly mean it being back in the role that I am in. I feel like I'm breathing again. I feel like, Oh yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm me. I feel like the thing that I have has brought me the most happiness and joy and stress, but like in a good way is this work. And I was running around chasing after second and third graders today. And it was great. It was amazing. And I went from sitting behind a desk and doing maybe 2000 steps to like 15,000 steps. And I hurt and my old body hurts quite badly, but <laughs> I, I've, I've slept. I slept really well last night and I know I'm going to sleep again. Mm. Well tonight. And the whole song about like, the, the unfortunate thing is not unfortunate, but the, the reality is we, we don't know how much time we get and there's, you're no one has ever lived a regret free life. There is something in everyone's life that they wish they could go back and fix. That's just the way of life. But there are things we can choose. We can choose that regret or we can choose to, uh, you know, do the thing that we know we may regret in the end, but like is, you know, the, the harder path, you know, do you want to, cause again, I, I could have sat behind a desk and collected a paycheck Monday through Friday, had a lot of time to send a lot of TikToks to people. So I'm sure everyone who's on my TikTok <laughs> list is going to be really fucking happy. Like, so Lord, no, you're off the hook for a little while. Like I so God, who was it? Well, someone who's like, welcome back. I'm like, I've been busy, but I'm going to send you a bunch of TikToks as you you had to say something. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Yeah, fuck around and find <laughs> out. Um, like yesterday, like we, my wife and I, we do TikTok time before we go to sleep. She's like, "There's only two. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then I, 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 I randomly found more. But it's like I almost felt like, "Oh, well, you said two. It's like, yeah. Some people don't spend eight hours on TikTok, and <laughs> I did not the last two days. So <laughs> that might speak to more things that I need to address in life. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, like, like, it's just like, you know, don't, I, like, I, I, I hope at the end of my life that the things that I look back at, like the unsung melody, like they talk about this song, there are, they're less than the, you know, than the ones that I, I let go. And there, I, I, this, at 38 years old, I have plenty of things that I wish I could change. I've talked about it. I wish I could go back and have conversations with my dad not fun, unpleasant conversations, but I wish I could have them. Um, uh-huh. And there are things, there are opportunities that I wish I would have had the guts to, to, to take. 
I don't want to do it anymore. I want to like, obviously I'm going to be safe and I'm not going to like, you know, throw everything away and do what I wanted to do when I was 19 and moved to California and become an actor. God, that was a bad idea. But I, 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 at least I did it. I like, I picked up my life and moved to California when I was 19 years old. Yeah. And it, it, it gave me my life's work, which is working with children and education. Yeah. So do that. And I think it's scary. And if you have, you know, with mental health, it can be, you can doubt everything in the world. But I tell you that in the two days I've had this job, the, I've not had a panic attack in two days. Hell yeah. I can't say that about myself for a a year and a half. And Mm. I, I had them every day when I worked in insurance and over little things. And I'm sure I sure I'm going to have some cause some of these kids are going to fucking give me an aneurysm, but it, but I'll love it. I'll absolutely love it. So uh, here's the struts. Uh, here's could have been me and uh, make a list of those things that you are scared to do and make a plan. So here's that song. Don't want to live as an untold story. Rather go out in a blaze of glory. I can't hear you. I don't fear you. I live now because the bad died last. with your broken past. I can't hear you. I don't fear you now. Wrapped in your regret. What a waste of blood and sweat. Oh. Now they know they know we weren't listening to it. Yeah, they're so exposed. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> it's people. Personally, for me, I know the songs you chose. The, and this is good. So and like and like it's and I tremendous like, help. And so I was just I had this big this big ass water bottle, and uh, I carry it with me. There we go. Same. So like seventy four <laughs> ounces of this. And so yep. I was in with the. The uh, I introduced myself to some of the kindergartners yesterday, and I knew I was going to love this job when uh, they one of the kindergartners asked, like, "Oh, it's a cool water bottle. What's its name?" I'm like, "What now? Oh, what's your water bottle's name?" <laughs> and I, water I froze. I'm like, <laughs> "Paul, I, my best friend, Paul. Like, has nothing sure. to do with it. I'm like, it's Paul. So I literally was back at the same school, same kid. Where's Paul?" <laughs> he's sleeping like he was on the table at, at my, on my desk but 
Paul the water bottle? Like no, no one in insurance was asking me what my water bottle's name was. No, man. I'm no. Sure, like, they How were beautiful all their 50s, that, but, like, they, they, they had a, this kid had an imagination. I'm like, I'm getting He a wanted pack. everything to have its own identity. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love it. So I will, <laughs> I'm going to put in the show notes, um, you know, please, you know, I hope that everyone out of this got <clears throat> the takeaways that mental health is, it's, we need to talk about it. We need to talk about it early. We need to talk about it often. There are many issues in this country that stem from uh, an end of the world, but especially this country that stem from mental health. And I think if we, yes. if we took away the stigma and we lived life like, you know, a certain young man that we, I think there would be a, a lot less problems, or at least we, I think we'd all be a little bit happier in life. So mm-hmm. reach out and, to the people that maybe you don't, you know, have daily or, you know, regular struggles with mental health, but you, I sure, you know, people that do call them. Yeah. Yeah. Call them. And there's something else we can do. And I don't think we think about this a lot is there are ways to mobilize this. And in addition to destigmatizing it, forcing legislation to start taking mental health advocacy seriously. Find your local advocacy group you can volunteer for. You can help with, you know, letter writing campaigns. You can help with, um, you know, getting signatures. It, it, there are, you can, you know, help people, point them towards the right resources. Get involved. If this means as much to you as, as it does us and, and, and to Ben, and, uh, and if you feel like I need, what, how can I help? How can I inspire? Do that. Find your local mental health advocacy group. Um, and if you have a hard time finding them, you can go through, you know, like children's resource centers. You can go through LGBTQ uh, plus uh, community organizations that can help point you towards uh, other outlets like that. Um, do that. Let's, let's destigmatize this and let's, uh, let's, let's make people accountable for treating mental illness as you would any other illness. It needs help. It needs the proper resources to be improved and to be healed. Uh, so we are all, it's going to be us forcing their hand. And, and I, I, I'm game and I hope everyone else is too. And I, You are okay. Yeah. You are loved. You are needed. You belong. Yes. And you are, you're so wanted. And your story needs to be told. And the person to tell mm. that story is you. And the person to yeah. tell that story. And so please, um, if you, if you need help, if you need reach out, um, I'm going to put a bunch of links in, in the show description and just know that, and you know, I'm, I'm a guy on the end of a microphone. My DMS are always open. And if you mm-hmm. need to talk to someone and sometimes just talking to a stranger is not a bad thing because there's no judgment behind it. Cause we don't know, just reach out. And again, I, I totally stress that if you know anyone in your life that has gone through anything recently, just, just touch base. Cause I, I literally, I have, I am here because of a, a, a text message. My sister sent me, I have not done very dumb things because of text messages and calls that my friends have sent me little, the littlest thing can be a life changing thing, especially over the holidays. And if you're struggling also, and Wes said it, be kind to yourself. Use kind words. 
don't always say, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm so bad. Like use kindness for yourself. I think a lot of people that have mental health, like they're very kind to other people and they're the worst mm. to themselves. And I am this guilty Absolutely. as the next person. Absolutely. You need to take some of the empathy and, and hold it in for yourself. And so please, right. um, and I will leave this with one of the things that I have has given me a lot of joy over the last month or so is a little pug who's 13 fucking years old who's noodles the pug, no bones or bones days. And it's it's the silliest thing. And I, I discovered, I'm like, what the, f-? but like, just there are days when you just need to treat yourself. You need to, and treating yourself isn't like a material thing. It can be, I'm going to take an extra five minutes and watch, f- finish a show, or I'm going to listen to a song I like, or I'm just going to do something that I know makes me feel good. Do that for yourself and do not feel bad. Do not feel that you are being selfish. I think we are too many people think that treating yourself and self care is selfish. It's not, it's not at all. Um, so Wes, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. Of Um, course, man. Anytime. Yeah. And my, my love and affection to, to the, the entire Allen club. Um, yeah, I think you guys are awesome and have a great, uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I, I know you've got a lot of non meat eaters there. So I assume that cash is going to eat a 20 pound Turkey by himself. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. He'll, yeah. I'm, I'm down for he, that. He'll clear. He'll, he'll take our spots in line. Fantastic. All right. So everyone, uh, you know, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And, uh, we're, I will, I'll be very honest. I don't know what song I'm going to, I'm going to exit this with. It'll be nice and uplifting. Um, but again, please reach out. Have a great time. Um, next week is going to be a very special uh, episode. And here's the fun thing. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Ben here. I'm doing this little drop in at the end because um, I, I picked this song that I'm about to play. And you might think, oh, that's really super cliche. And I mean, it might be. But here's the thing. Wes and I talked about mental health issues. And I'm. it was an amazing episode. And I'm super grateful to him. And, um, but everyone goes through this kind of stuff on some level. There's not a person alive that has not been affected by mental health in some way, shape or form. And, and one of the things that really struck me in that last song I just played, uh, or the last song that I picked, um, by the struts. I, I'm glad that I have been hurt and I'm glad that I have felt pain because it does truly make, it makes the good times better. It's, it's a cliche for a reason. And I will be hurt again and I will cry again, but that's part of being alive. That's part of the human experience. But it's dealing with that pain. It's dealing with that hurt. It's dealing with that sadness. That there's how you deal with it is what matters. But don't ever wish that you don't feel it. So this song, again, it might be cliche, but I truly do listen to this. Because you really, 
when you get into the, the lulls, you might think you're the only person on earth that feels like this, but you're not. There are people feeling the same thing you're feeling at the very second you're feeling it somewhere in the world. And we all do hurt at times. But that refrain, hold on. Please hold on. There are too many people in this world that we don't have here anymore. And every person listening to this podcast, you're special because you're you. And your story needs to be told. And you're the only one that can tell it. So please hold on. So here is, uh, I think, a seminal classic by R.E.M. Everybody Hurts. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Sometimes everything is wrong